Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. to your mother it's time for another episode of birds with friends just some high flying ran fast vertical stems of professors from Penn watching eagles eat and pray like pazookies on birthdays it's philadelphia marissa bow and zach kicking it cooler than three penguins till zach runs off with his valet keys he's a real nuanced goose pull up a branch get loose it's time for some juice on some birds with friends the early bird gets the worm but prefers getting turned like a turn on some birds with friends marissa bow and zach are here to squawk don't miss the mistress talk on some Zach, for the fourth time in franchise history, the Eagles are going to the Super Bowl. Eagles Chiefs are ripe with storylines. Two best teams in the Prince NFL. Prince Tega revenge game. <laughs> There's so many factors in place for Bo to make me the enemy. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Birds with Friends at 2.03 Mountain Standard Time. 4.03 Eastern Time, Bo Wolf, Zach Berman here to talk about the superb Owl and what a game it was, a classic between the Eagles and Chiefs that ended in heartbreak for the Eagles. Jalen Hurts played the game of his life, the best game that Nick Sirianni has ever seen him play, threw for over 300 yards, rushed for three touchdowns, got the ball down eight points with about nine minutes left and led the Eagles on a touchdown drive, a bomb to Devontae Smith. Then they call like a quarterback power and he lowers his shoulder and runs in for the game-tying two-point conversion with a little bit over five minutes left. And then he never got the ball again with a chance, save for one last-second Hail Mary. Patrick Mahomes, too good on this night, leading the Chiefs to a 38-35 victory. There are some things that we can talk about. We can talk about the call on James Bradbury, which Bradbury said was a good call. He was hoping it wouldn't be called, but he did say that he committed a holding. Uh, there's a Nick Sirianni decision that I would like to discuss, but uh, the the overall tone, Zach, is just uh, a missed opportunity for this, this special group, this roster that could have been and maybe is the best team in Eagles history. They missed this opportunity. Uh, opportunity is not a lengthy visitor, right? And they had a chance to win the Super Bowl up 10 points in the second half, and they do not get it done. Yes, you're up 10 points at halftime. You think you should win that game. I mean, the Eagles have been money in that situation this year. Uh, they're undefeated when winning by double digit, by leading by double digits at halftime. They've been 15-0 and when entering the fourth quarter with a lead this year. Uh, so for them to lose that game, that's – that's a tough one. I, I'm, I am curious what the fans think here. Would you obviously you never want to lose, but would you rather get blown off the field by Patrick Mahomes or the or the way they played? I'll say this: the Eagles played a good football game tonight. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is that is the best player in the NFL. He's the MVP, and he was terrific in the second half. The Eagles made some errors uh, that. You know, there were some questionable decisions. And then 
defensively in the fourth in the second half they did not do nearly enough they they did not sack the quarterback they did you not they didn't do anything they did they did not force a turnover uh the the Bradbury call was unfortunate there because look Bradbury he he did not say it was a good call he said it was he he said he he pulled the jersey he tugged at the jersey right so he says he says that's what happened there sometimes you get away with it sometimes you don't you don't there people can have debate about whether that's a flag that should be thrown on third and eight. But where I, I think not just Eagles fans, football fans, I mean, how, how entertaining would it have been if Kansas city kicks the field goal there, they go up 38, 35, there's 95, hundred seconds left in the game. Eagles have one timeout, right? That would be, don't you believe like, having watched that game, I believe with every fiber of my being that if they had forced a field goal there, Jalen Hurts would have led a game-winning touchdown drive. I mean, Jalen, the the drive when Jalen was down eight was a, just such a good answer. And so, yeah, maybe so. I, I don't know that. I, I can't say I don't feel it with every fiber of my being because, honestly, I haven't seen – I really haven't seen that from this team this year. They haven't been – they haven't I had to do that. him tonight. I saw the way that he was playing tonight. I I have no doubt in my mind that okay. that uh, if that call is not made, and I I think it was the right. I mean, it's it's a ticky tack call mm -hmm. that like I would like to not see called in that situation, but it it is the call. It's a reasonable call. He did hold him. You saw the you saw the jersey tug, but if that if that even if if they get a stop there, I think I think the Eagles are going to go win that game. I think this was you know I, I I'm. I'm Reminded of something uh, that Handsome Rich said last playoffs when, you know, the Eagles lost that game to the Bucks, And then you know, there was that crazy AFC uh, game between the, the Chiefs yes. and Bills. And Handsome Rich said something, I tweeted something like it, it. It seemed like they were playing a different sport than the Eagles. And in one year, they turned themselves into yeah, an offense that could go, go blow for blow with the best offense in the league by a wide margin. And I think this this game was like a reminder that uh, it's nice it's nice to have a really good defense, but when you're playing the best offenses, defense doesn't really matter that much. I mean, the Eagles had the best pass rush in oh. football. They didn't they didn't touch Patrick Mahomes in this game. Um, I, I and, think it's a little bit too simplistic, but okay, okay, go on. But they had an offense that was that 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 could have scored the. Anytime it had the ball, I mean, it's, and that's it's, when they lost. To me, they didn't lose this game. Uh, they didn't lose this game on defense. Like we can, we can blame Jonathan Gannon. Yeah, they were they were terrible. They didn't do anything. The Chiefs had four possessions in the second half. They scored three touchdowns, and then they would have scored another touchdown yeah. if, but the Eagles wanted them to, and so they just kicked the field yeah. goal instead. The Eagles lost this game when they didn't score when they had the ball because that's what they needed to do. They had this. They had this ten point buffer uh, in the second half. They get the ball up three after the, the Chiefs go down and score, and they have to kick a field goal instead of scoring a touchdown. Quez Watkins drops that ball. That's a huge play. And even worse, yeah. in my estimation, is Nick Sirianni not going for it on fourth and two or fourth and three from their 31. Yeah. That leads to mm -hmm. the Aaron Sipos bad punt. You know, the bad punt coverage. Kadarius Tony takes it 65 yards to the Eagles' five-yard line. That is, that is not what Sirianni has like, you know, he in a very similar situation. Two weeks ago against the 49ers, he went for it. It was only fourth and one on that one. But for him to not go for it there, 
you needed to take advantage of having the ball and have your offense outscore their offense. The defense was not going to stop Patrick Mahomes there. And I think that's the decision of all the missed opportunities in this game, of all the bad things that happened, the Jalen Hurts fumble, you know, the Zach Pascal penalty, the Quez Watkins drop, the James Bradbury penalty. I think the one thing that that uh, is going to last forever in my mind is Sirianni's decision to punt there. I I know it's, it's something you're harping on, and the fourth down bot – uh, certainly said to go for it there. I I think he should have gone for it. I don't think it's it's as pronounced as as you make it seem. Uh, I mean, you're suggesting a, it's almost as if they win that game if they go for it. I I don't know what it, it, it was a bad punt in, in in that situation. I I do want to circle back, like the I mean, what the happens if they that, don't get it? The Chiefs, but like, well, 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 let's just, just circle. Like we, we, but that's the thing. You don't know that, Bo. Like you, you're saying as as if it's a foregone conclusion. In the first half of the game, the, the they scored a touchdown on every drive they had in the second half, Zach, and it was so easy. I understand, but it's not a foregone conclusion. There, they scored a touchdown on a drive when they had the ball at the five yard line, right? I mean, if you really want to include they, the drive started at the five yard line. Let's let's not like you know that's 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 selective. When they had the ball on the, uh, let's see here. They I agree. Mahomes was outstanding. On the 25 and on the 25 I, I, and on the 25. I want to circle back to, and, and again, this isn't the argument we should have in, in, in this game, but you say like defense doesn't matter. Literally the last time Patrick Mahomes was in the Super Bowl, the big takeaway was, was, was what defenses do. And Kansas city structured their entire offseason because of what the pass rush did to them in the, in that game, in that game against um, Tampa Bay. Right. So, Again, I, I I think that's a little bit of of you know like you you have the conclusion in your mind and you're using the the evidence to try. I, to I'm sorry, the were you not watching the same game I was? I mean, when we were we were yes. two rows apart because you got a front row seat and I was in the third row, so it's possible <laughs> okay. that you had a different angle on things. I mean, that's ridiculous. Um, no, so I I think that yeah, in the second half of the game they couldn't stop Mahomes. Mahomes was 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 terrific. Uh, I think that the the notion, though, that you know Kansas City is going to score if you punt there, you, they give up a 65-yard punt return. If, you, if if that drive starts at the 30-yard line, you don't know if Kansas City is going to go 70 yards. I mean, they most likely do because Mahomes did, but you're saying it as yeah. if it's a foregone conclusion, whereas yeah, I in mean, the first is. half – No, but Bo, in the first half, Kansas City punted uh, twice, right? They, they scored one offensive touchdown – in the first half of the game, they punted twice. They missed the field goal and they scored a touchdown. And then the, and, and then there was the fumble, the fumble return for a touchdown. But this idea that, so, but again, I'm not, I'm not saying that they wouldn't have scored. I'm, I'm simply saying, and I, I would have gone for it there. Fourth and three, I, I, I would typically go for it. I don't so think they the lost argument? the Your argument, you're saying that they need to go for it there because Kansas City's is, is, is going to score a touchdown. And I'm saying you don't know that to be the case. So I think there's a lot of – my point is it's much more nuanced. There's a lot of things that happen in this game. There's a lot of decisions on both sides of the ball, offensively, defensively. Look, I mean, the, Jalen Hurts played probably the best game I've seen him play. He was outstanding. Uh, now, he, 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 also awesome. had, he also had a really costly fumble. Like, you can't – you can't say that's insignificant when it literally it, it gave them seven points. It was the only turnover of the game. Um, that's that's a, a relevant thing that occurred, but that can happen in the same time. Jalen plays the best game I've seen him play. 
300 plus yards passing, a touchdown, 70 yards rushing, three touchdowns. And I can't speak enough about that drive to answer. You want to talk about a bad decision. Andy Reid going for the extra point as opposed to the two-point conversion when he could have made it a uh, a nine-point game. Two-possession game, yeah. Okay? And so Jalen Hurts just driving them down the field. That, that to me, I thought when Kansas City went up eight, when they scored that touchdown after the punt return, I'm like, man, that's it. And then the drive Jalen had for the Eagles to tie it up, that was huge. And you got to make a stop there. You got to make a stop. Uh, and that's where that's one that's going to haunt that penalty is going to haunt Eagles fans. That drive is going to haunt Eagles fans there. That penalty, the only dime snap of the game. Reed Blankenship gets his first snap of the game on defense on the most important play of the game. And honestly, I, they, they really did not force them in the third and long throughout the second half. They finally had them, finally had them in a third and eight, right? You know, all the all the stuff goes hand in hand. So the pass rush, and and you spoke to Josh Sweat. They were chipping. Uh, I, you know, Hassan Reddick said it too. There's the, the conditions of the field. It was a really slippery field for both sides. Ted Gwynn from the Athletic has a clip up of how that affected the pass rush. But Hassan Reddick said it was the worst field he's ever played on in his career. Uh, so that had an effect on it. But I think a big part of it was they couldn't get them into those obvious passing situations. And I'm going to pull up this 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 number here. Um, I have it in my story. Uh, the, the average distance to the markers in the second half was 3.8 yards on third downs, right? To give you a frame of reference, in the second half against San Francisco last, last week, it was over 10 yards. Uh, you can rush the they quarterback also, better. Sorry, you can rush the quarterback better on third and long. So here they are. They're in this third and eight. You, you know, there's a higher probability. This is, this is an obvious statement. Higher probability of getting off the field on third and eight than on third and three. Uh, and on third and eight, for you to have a defensive holding, an automatic first down, that is a killer penalty in that spot. Absolutely killer. And we never got to see Jalen Hurts have the ball in his hands with the chance. To yeah, win. I mean, it would have been better if he let him go and catch a touchdown. Like Actually, you're yeah, yeah, you're absolutely correct about that. Do you think if the Chiefs had scored a touchdown there that the Eagles would have gone for two to win the game if they had scored a touchdown at the end? Yes, I do. I think so, too. Yeah, I do. I mean, and you know what? That's a decision I I, I would make. Uh, again, I, and, and this is where we're in agreement. Patrick Mahomes is awesome. And the yeah, I think the we can reverence, agree. the reverence for lack of a better term there in the Eagles locker room, right? And it was probably a talking point that whether it's the coaches or the PR staff told them to say, but I think it was genuine the way they were talking about Patrick Mahomes. And look, we said it these past two weeks. If the Eagles lose this game, it's because Patrick Mahomes beat them. And I think in the second half there, Patrick Mahomes beat them. Running the ball, throwing the ball. He was that was a valiant effort. I I, I, I voted him for MVP uh, for agree. I mean, he was big flex, Mister. I had an MVP vote over here. Okay, that, that wasn't a flex. I I it was. Yeah, I mean, you was, casually dropped it in. I think we all could read between the lines. <laughs> I was explaining simply that Patrick Mahomes front was row terrific. seat MVP vote, Mister. High horse. No. All right. First off. No, we don't even need – I'm sure we addressed this year, okay? 
you're sitting with the national writers. Okay, you're you're probably you're viewed. You know, you you do the power rankings every week. You're viewed oh, as please. a national writer. You're not viewed as one of like the local guys. You're oh, probably, please. You know, yeah, you know you you have the landscape of all 32 teams. Oh, number please. one. Okay, but no, number two. Look, <laughs> you know how many people are trying to get into that stadium? A seat there watching the game. There's nothing we can complain about. So, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm not complaining. I'm yeah. just you okay. know <laughs> explaining the difference between the two of us. Um. But yeah, I, I thought that uh, the second half. Look, we we talked about this formula that they've had. I know it's simplistic to say, but the Eagles have done it this year. They built the leads early in games. Their their first, you know, their first half point differential is evidence of of that best in the league, right? They build these leads and they know how to play with leads. And it was interesting. The post game comments. Andy Reid said, you know, they they thought at halftime that. That that wasn't that big of a margin with with the way they can play, and they made some adjustments. It was a longer halftime, so they made some adjustments. He said, and they they came out. They scored on that first drive, and I you know they, they were the offense needed to do more too. By the way, you know, and um, look, I think the defense, the way they played in the second half was problematic, and that's what I and that's what I wrote. But problematic. I mean, they were barely on the field. What the no so. They had four Let's possessions see. and they they scored three touchdowns and then didn't score a touchdown when the Eagles wanted them to. No, I'm saying so. So, so the Eagles' offense in the second half in the, in the second half of oh, the Eagles' offense was that's what I'm saying. Yeah, the Eagles' offense could have so the three and out that we talked about when they punted that that's that's the drive that I really think Nick Sirianni is going to look back at this offseason and be frustrated for the reason you said there. He shouldn't have punted. But but there were also different things they they could have done there. But the Eagles in the first half were just money. They they were scoring. In the second half, you know, field goal, punt, touchdown. Okay, they only had three drives. Field goal, punt, touchdown. When in the first half they were touchdown, punt, touchdown, fumble, touchdown, field goal. Uh, so to have you know that 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 seventeen play sixty five yard drive in the uh, start of the second half for them and. They get four first downs, but then it, it stops at the 15 yard line. You got to punch that in. This is a game where 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 you need touchdowns, not field goals. Yes. And look, that was a uh, buffer. They get, they had that. You know that yeah. that's how you, that's why you felt good at halftime, up ten. Not because Mahomes couldn't come back, because you know that he could. But it was in the hands of your offense. If you could, I mean, it's easier said than done. But if you could score touchdowns every time you had the ball, yep. they couldn't come back. The game was over. Like that was yep. in your hands. And uh, that, like, not converting there was huge. You know, it obviously yep. it, it made it a, a three-point game to a six-point game, and, and you know that a six-point a six lead is not enough. Eagles were three of five in the red zone today. Uh, the, the Chiefs were effectively four of four. They were four of five, but that fifth one They were five was, of five. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, so we can say five of five, four of four. However, I, I say four of four. Um, because, Why? But – I mean, they Pacheco could have just run in for a touchdown. It's well, clear, like they, were they won that. that red zone possession. They got what yes. they wanted out yeah. of that red zone possession. It's just it's 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 one of those where you know, like like Vegas takes a bet off the books, right? Because of the complicating factors, it's kind of like I take that one off the books almost. But four or four otherwise. Uh, and look, the, we we talk about it. Those are four point plays, right? When when the Eagles are in the red zone five times and they go three of five. 
Okay. There's that's eight that's eight points that they they leave on the board. Yeah. Okay. When Kansas City goes four four or five or five, right? They're not they're they're not leaving points on the board. So uh so I I, I think that 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 jumps out to me there. So everyone think- has a part in this. And and it's and, and, and special teams, like again, we can circle back to this. You can't give up a 65-yard punt return in the second half of the Super Bowl. You can't. There, it is not. inexcusable. It's 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 a major blemish on, on Michael Clay's unit. It's a major blemish on that entire like that's that you just can't do that in that situation. Uh, I just so. I I mean that's true. Like they have you know their job is to not let that happen. A hundred like they failed in their job. That's bad. But in like the in in the effect on the outcome of the game, I find it very like un unmoving because I re- really like I just I think that the Chiefs would have scored a touchdown no matter what. It was literally the longest play of the game. How is like it's. A 65-yard game. Yeah, but they the weren't going to the stop the offense. Like, <laughs> okay. yeah, we can we can separate bad job by special teams from yeah. like cost them the game. Well, I'm not saying it cost them the game, but I'm saying that was. I, I mean, don't think it had. I think it had like very little effect. The only effect it had on uh, the game was how quickly the Chiefs were able to score because they were going to score anyway. And maybe if if it takes them longer to score, then the Eagles tying it up. Uh, later it happens later in the fourth quarter and the chiefs don't have enough time to score again, but they probably yeah. would have because they have Patrick Mahomes and they had absolutely nothing stopping them. No resistance from the Eagles defense. They had no resistance on it. I think the two things that really surprised me about this game. Wait, I just, I, I, I mean, you keep saying they scored every drive. You're talking about two drives. They had a three play five yard touchdown drive there. You, you got to take four that out. Drives. One of yeah. them was the short one. The other two were yeah. long okay. 75-yard touchdown drives, mm-hmm. and the other one was a 75-yard would-be touchdown drive okay. at the end of the game. Okay. Okay. Fair. The but I'm saying you just can't put I I I think you're I think you're minimizing this this punt return. Any play that that is a 65-yard gain, you can't if 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 Patrick Mahomes threw a 65-yard pass, you would say that's the biggest play he's thrown, right? You no, can't I just wouldn't. I would say that's just another Patrick Mahomes pass. They were going to score okay. no matter. They were going to score on every possession. Okay. They okay. were. Okay. Uh, I mean, except. Okay. Yeah. But, but, but uh, where except I do agree what? with you. Where, well, I'm saying except for those those three possessions in the first half where they did yeah. not score on, right? But we all were like. Yeah. We, we had Mahomes been watching Patrick Mahomes half. his yeah. entire career. I agree. Like I, 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 we're in agreement on this. We're, I mean, Mahomes was incredible, and the Eagles need and the Eagles needed to do more there. Um, I, I, but I'm, I'm, I'm simply saying that 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 65 yard return that that was if that the was defense brutal. if the defensive line had been getting pressure on Patrick Mahomes, then maybe you would think that they could force a turnover, right? Then and then and then the, the special teams gaff is is a bigger deal. But they they didn't even hit him. They had no sacks. So, so if if you had to guess what his time to throw in the second half was, what do you think it was? In the second half alone, mm-hmm. I don't know. It was like I, I saw that it was like two point four eight, I believe, on the game. Yeah, it was two point two three seconds in the second half, the fastest he's ever thrown the ball in the second half, uh, or the fastest he's he's thrown it all season. So that was 
that was part of it. And there was a lot of but the bottom the line is got this. outcoached in this game. Yeah. So so oh sorry. I apologize, Marissa. Then my desk is wobbling and I'm hitting the mic and <laughs> it's making for bad audio. I apologize. Um yeah, so wobbly desk guy over here. Let's let's go back to before week one. And I asked Jonathan Gannon what he Ooh, wants to see well. better, what he wants to see better from this defense this year. And he says, affect the quarterback and take the ball away, right? That's what they need to do better this year compared to last year. And they've done it throughout the season. This is the first time all year when they did not have a sack or a takeaway in a game. And you saw the result. Defense did not play a good game at all tonight. They played against the best quarterback and the best offensive coach in the, you know, the best head coach in the NFL. Uh, but uh, they, they, they needed a better plan. And I thought, you know that you know, Patrick Mahomes' EPA per dropback against the Eagles is his best against any team? Hmm. It doesn't surprise me. So I'm thinking the 2017 game in Kansas City. No, that was Alex Smith. It's just two Alex games. Smith. Oh, okay. It's just, so two just games. last it's year. It's just last okay. year and this year. But okay, uh, that tells you a little something. Yeah. I mean, it's maybe yeah. maybe there is something about this game. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. This 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 defense was bad. This defense was not good tonight. The special teams was bad, and uh, well, well, the offense was good, but but they needed to finish drives in the red zone. You talk about situational football. Uh, that I think to be better. I, I think the thing that really surprised me about this game is the way that the uh, matchups along the line of scrimmage worked out. And you know, obviously, we had we had the 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 uh, expert breakdown from Michael Dunn on Friday. And uh, the two things that were really surprising to me were maybe the most surprising was the Eagles inability to run the ball outside of Jalen Hurts. Uh, Kenny Gainwell, seven carries for 21 yards. Miles Sanders, seven carries for 16 yards. Boston Scott, three carries for eight yards. Meanwhile, Jalen Hurts had 15 for 70. Jalen Hurts himself accounted for 90% of the Eagles offense in this game. The, the Chiefs did something up front. I'm not uh, I'm not smart enough to tell you what it was watching live, uh, but they did something up front to really halt the Eagles running game. Uh, and they were maybe it's just that they were inviting Jalen Hurts to pass. And boy, did he succeed in that. Um, but that really surprised me. And then I think I, I mean, I was surprised by the Eagles inability to really pressure Mahomes um, yeah. from a pass rush standpoint. They had a, they had a, a few. Good rushes in the first half. There was the one third and long when they when they showed something that, that I don't think we've seen all season. It was a five-man front with uh, Josh Sweat, Hassan Reddick, Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave, and Brandon Graham on the field together, all going, and Hassan Reddick loops inside, um, and they force an incompletion. Um, but other than that, the Chiefs, you know, very smartly and sort of what we expected, you know, they, they invited a lot of even-man fronts from the Eagles, the Eagles, and this was like going back to week one, right? And the early season worries about run defense from even fronts, and they got killed on that, especially in the second half. Isaiah Pacheco, 15 carries for 76 yards. They ran for 6.1 yards per carry as a team. Um, I was, I, I'm surprised at how ineffective the defensive line was for the Eagles. And, and I think it is like a, you know, a big picture uh, defense versus offense. Like there's a reason that you, 
put your resources towards offense because it matters more. And these were, you know, these were the two of the best offenses in the league. They were the two best offenses in the league if you include uh, the playoffs. And so, I, I like, I think long-term, the Eagles are in good shape. We can talk about the promised yeah. uh, changes that are coming. They've got 13 unrestricted free agents who played significant snaps in this game. That doesn't include Brandon Graham or Jason Kelsey. Um, they've got maybe Jonathan Gannon and Shane Steichen both leaving for head coaching jobs. But the most important thing is they've got Jalen Hurts, who tonight uh, looked like he is as elite of a cornerback as there is this side of Patrick Mahomes. They've got Dallas Goddard and Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown, all uh, you know, 24, 25, 28 years old. And for that reason, they should expect to have an elite offense for, for the foreseeable future. Well, yeah, so, um, I mean, the offense-defense debate, we can – we can wait for that for the offseason. Uh, I think it's a bit simplistic. I think both matter, right? Um, that's. But your point about Jalen Hurts is spot on. And I want to read this quote here from Nick Sirianni where he says, after the game, you look at this game, and that was good for the NFL in the sense that the two best quarterbacks in the NFL played against each other on the biggest stage in the biggest lights. If somebody told you after that Tampa Bay game last year that the Super Bowl would feature – the two best quarterbacks in the NFL. What would have been the odds that you would say Jalen Hurts would be included in that sentence? And I look, I know that's Nick Sirianni having his guys back. It kind of reminds me even of um, who was it, Peter Lavalette, when the Flyers played against the wow. uh, the Penguins in 2011 or no, 2012. What? And you know, and he said he called Claude Giroux the best player in the world when they're, it, it was a famous line uh, when he was going against Sidney Crosby he called him the best player in the world. And, and so, yeah, so look, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, there's a lot, you know, Lamar Jackson, there's a lot of really good quarterbacks in this league. Um, but Alex when you McGrew. watch, when you watch Jalen Hurts play tonight, it's not asinine to say that, like, it's not far fetched. He was awesome. And he answered the bell and he was a big stage player. And it was interesting after the game, him saying, you know, he, he's been in this position before. It kind of reminds me of when he was in college, his freshman year, his first time he was in the Super Bowl. And he loses to Deshaun Watson. He he brought, famously, he brought Alabama down. They go ahead and then Deshaun Watson brings Clemson down and scores. But Deshaun Watson was as good of a quarterback as there was in college football that year. Uh, so, yeah, it, it reminds me of the of that. Like the fact that Jalen Hurts is going toe-to-toe with Patrick Mahomes, that you can leave the game saying these are the two best quarterbacks in the NFL and it, it doesn't sound like crazy hyperbole, that should look, it shouldn't he make was Eagles awesome, fans man. It, was it shouldn't so make Eagles good. fans sleep better tonight because, like you said at the top, opportunity is not a lengthy visitor. And there's no consolation for losing the Super Bowl because there's no promise you'll be back. Cincinnati lost a really tough game last year to the Rams. Okay. Also on a tiki tack defensive penalty. And uh and they, you know, they probably thought they probably thought they were gonna be back, right? And you know, they were close, they were in the championship game, but you just don't know. You just simply don't know. So when you have when you have a 10-point lead at halftime of the Super Bowl, you need to close it's 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 not a collapse like Absolutely. 23 like the Falcons 28-3, but it's a it's a second half lead. It's 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 a halftime lead. 
You're leading going into the fourth quarter. And I wrote this in my story, the 15 and 0 stack going into the fourth quarter this year with the lead, they haven't played Patrick Mahomes. And the way the, the Chiefs were talking after the game, like 10 points, man, they got it. They got the best player in football. And that's what you saw tonight. Yeah. I mean, that it's 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 a lifetime of regret. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you blow a 10-point lead in the Super Bowl. This group that uh, you know, this is the this is the flip side of you know Nick Sirianni's contention that teams that uh, love each other play harder for each other. Um, is that when those teams lose, it's even more painful, right? Like, uh, I mean, the I, finale I think it's, of it. I think it's pain. I I think there's not a losing locker room in the Super Bowl where it's not painful, right? I I, I say you, not painful. You you had all me the un- no, but you had me un- until like a locker room that loves each other. I mean. Yeah, look. Every... I'm sorry. Do you not like? Are you are, now? You're going to tell me you don't believe the things that Nick Sirianni says? I, I that the players I, say that I'm they all uniformly say that that like they spent they spent Saturday all talking about how much this is the best group of guys they've ever been together. They've never been around a team that cares more about each other than this group. You're going to talk. You're going to call them liars. I'm not. You're going to call, call Lane liars. Johnson a liar. You're going to call Jason Kelsey a liar. I'm 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 not going to call them liars. I I'm simply saying that any team that loses in the championship, it's it. I bet if we speak to Matt Gelb about the Phillies, it stung after the World Series. I bet you know. It, I know I didn't. This is a straw man. I didn't say it doesn't hurt. I didn't say okay. this. This is the only way it hurts. Okay. Okay. But I, think I just don't that, think I the think, whole thing about them loving each other is a, is a, is a little. That's like, because you are emotionally unavailable. <laughs> because you don't even tell our, our listeners that you love them. You need to okay. open up your heart and be a little bit more uh, more willing to be emotional. It, it doesn't make you less of a man, Zach. Speaking of emotional, it, it was touching to see Nick Sirianni tonight uh, during the national anthem, and he addressed it after the game. We all saw the tears streaming from his eyes, and he he, he talked about, you know, you think about, all that it took to get to this point and all the, all the people. And he thought about his wife and his children and his brothers and his father. Uh, that, yeah, I, I thought that was very real and that was touching. And that's I where know. I don't know if he really loves those people. I don't know. I think, I think anybody would cry during the national anthem of a Super Bowl. Well, literally not everybody cries during the national anthem of a Super Bowl. You have who's to say who love is such a strong word. I don't you know. You have you have fifty-seven years of evidence and you have a whole like if it it wouldn't even be a, a point of discussion if everybody on the sidelines cried during I was simply saying this. The I probably shouldn't have, have, have corrected you there to or disagreed with you. But my point is that regardless of the chemistry here, when you work as hard as something as, as NFL players work and you are and you spend, I mean, every single day since late July thinking about getting to this point. And so it is so hard, so hard to get to the Super Bowl and you're winning at halftime and you're winning in the fourth quarter and you're sitting there and it's like, it's just back to zero. And how do you climb back? You know, how do you climb back to the top of that mountain? It is daunting. 
it is daunting. It's exhausting and, too, yeah. Yeah, so that you you genuinely feel for them in that locker room because it's yeah, that's that's a, that's a tough situation. But that's well, it's, I mean it's one such a missed it's such a missed opportunity. Um the the roster was so good. It was such um an impressive mix of young and prime and old. Uh you know, they were extremely healthy, which is unlikely to repeat. They had the fortune of only having to play Daniel Jones and Brock Purdy in order to get to the Super Bowl. Um, and they had a 10-point lead. Like, I, it doesn't mean that they'll never get back, but the odds are that they won't get back. Uh, just the math of it. Uh, I think you can feel good about the the future of the roster and the, and the future of the team because the offense should be good, because you know Sirianni seems to know what he's doing. Um but there are so many variables uh, of things that change now. The roster, the coaching staff, you know, you have the the uh, extra games. And so you have less of an offseason than other teams. There's a million things that change. Um, and like that's the that's the regret. This was as good of a chance as you will get. Yeah. Um, and there are no promises. I, I do think that it's like. Uh, you know, Jalen Hurts seems like the the, the kind of guy. Like he's, you know, he said he's been here before. Um, I think you can trust that he's like able to to shepherd the locker room to care about the right things moving forward. But, you know, guys like uh, guys like A.J. Brown, you know, maybe maybe next year he won't be quite as happy to not get the ball as much um, because, you know, everybody was sacrificing for each other this year and, and it didn't quite work out. And and who knows what happens as time goes on, Say, you know. The same for Dallas Goddard or whatever. Um, it's just there are there are millions of variables. And so like that's what that's what that's what the regret is that this was this was it. You had the shot and yeah. you let it you let it slip through your fingers. Yeah, it's more your latter point there that because you didn't I, go for it. What's that? Because you didn't go for it. It I mean, it's amazing to me that that that, that you think that's more of a reason for losing a game than a fumble, a, a fumble that's returned for a touchdown or a 65 yard punt return, but that's neither here nor there. The 65 yard uh, punt return, I don't, it doesn't matter to me. Uh, no, the fumble return for touchdowns, is a huge play, but they then yeah. they, they rebounded from that to go up 10 points. And so, like, I, I'm not going to cry over that. Okay. But so then, after that. so then, by the way, the one that they didn't go for, they rebounded from that to tie the game at 35. So, right by, by right, the same logic in the lead. Run. No, but the same logic, like in terms of them rebounding, they were still in this position. Right. They, yeah, the right. Tied, they they the tied the game right. when they could have taken the lead instead. Yeah. That's a big difference. Well, I mean, it, it, it there's all sequential. You don't know what how it would have occurred if they score there. You don't know what 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 would have happened. Yeah, what obviously, but then why could you argue about the fumble? Then we don't know what would have happened. Now the fumble, by the way, another like very a little bit of a small nitpick on Sirianni. And maybe this is a Steichen complaint instead. They had second and one there. And you think, here's a chance to take a shot, right? This is the, you know, this is the analytically supported thing. And they just call sort of a an underwhelming run up the middle to Kenny Gainwell that gets stuffed. And then Isaac Sayamalo commits a false start on third and one. And yeah. that's what leads to the uh, the the Hertz fumble. Uh, I mean, a, a very bad play by Hertz. Uh, very sloppy. Yeah. But I think from a general perspective, like 
the the execution in this game from the Eagles was not perfect, right? Um, you had the Zach Pascal offensive pass interference that killed a drive in the first half. You had that Sayamalu um, uh, false start. There were a couple other just like minor execution things that they were not fully buttoned up for. And in a game where, you know, obviously the margins were were super thin, those all mattered. Yeah, I, I, I probably come down a little harder on the fumble than, than you do. Um, because, look, if you go up 21-7 in the second quarter, I mean, they were driving, right? They've been rolling offensively. They have the second and one. They're like they're in Kansas City territory there. And by the way, say Amalo's false start on a quarterback sneak. That's that's a bad penalty there. That's a that's a really bread bad. and butter play. You you yeah. you you can't go back third and five. But the Eagles were driving there. And if you go up 21-7 in the second quarter of a game, I think it's a different game at that point, right? Uh so yeah, that's that. Now, the only thing you know is is that Kansas City would definitely score. On well, I mean, seriously, though, like if they go up 21-7 and the Chiefs come down and score a touchdown and then they get the ball back at the end of the first half or at the end of this at the beginning of the third quarter, it's 21-21. Like, yeah, I, I mean, know. Kansas City's offense was was not moving the ball particularly well. That's in fair. the first half of the game. Um, and and well, I, they were I, moving the ball well. They just didn't have the ball very much. They had one. They had to punt once. They punt twice. Okay, in the first half, twice. yeah, they punted twice. Yeah, they they missed a field goal, punted twice. Uh, they had four offensive drives: touchdown, missed field goal, two punts. If you're if if you're the Eagles, you take that, uh, right? Against, yeah, definitely. Against so yeah, so that now where I think that I, I think nuance is required when you talk about that fumble because it was a bad play and a really bad result. It was poorly blocked but, too. Yeah, but. Jalen Hurts was still amazing in this game. And so that's yeah, where exactly. I think this this notion that that lost them the game, no, they're only in this game because of the way Jalen Hurts played. 100%. So I, I'm, I'm not – The throw I'm, he made to Goddard on the sideline, unbelievable. The catch, the catch that Goddard made there. The catch that Goddard made, yeah. unbelievable too. Yeah. The throw he made to Devontae Smith on the one that was a catch but then overturned, unbelievable throw. The throw to Quez Watkins was a perfect throw. Quez Watkins sort of slowed up on his route and then it doesn't get to the ball. It was a perfect throw. That was a huge play. That's that's if we're talking about like regrettable plays, that's towards the top because that was one that ended up in three points instead of seven. Yeah. Um, the throw to the touchdown to AJ Brown was a very nice throw. Uh, and a, and a, that was an awesome play by AJ Brown, you know, sort of faking out Tread McDuffie. Um, he made Jalen Hurts. Yeah, though the uh like the the pressure coming from his left fake to the right and then loop back around to the left he doesn't usually do that very often he did that twice in this game and one of them led to a beautiful throw to Dallas Goddard um moving to his left he made another throw just off his back shoulder for like a four yard gain to Dallas Goddard that was a perfect throw he was he was on fire he was yeah. he was awesome in this game and the point you made about Quez is a good one that that that, that was a pass that that needs to be caught and that's like an under the radar position to watch this offseason because if you're yeah, so. you're looking at the Eagles here and Jalen gets better every year right and now he goes into his third year in this offense new offensive coordinator presumably but I imagine they'll keep it in-house so there's a degree of comfort although we did see with Carson in 2018 that 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 doesn't always mean 
mean progress, right? But uh, but that's Jalen keeps getting better, and you have AJ Devontae, Dallas Goddard, like this these young core, this young core of pass catchers. It it changes your entire offensive outlook going forward. But if you and Quest had a good year last year, I think he took a step back this year. Uh, if that's a spot where where you can upgrade, it just makes the offense even more dangerous. So I I would see if slot receiver is something that they pay attention to this offseason. Yeah, I think probably more likely in the draft yeah. in the middle rounds yeah. than they don't they can't really afford to pay a, a yeah. veteran wide receiver. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream direct TV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on direct TV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on direct TV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. Direct TV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECT-TV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms and restrictions apply. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Okay. What else would you like to talk about, Zach? Well, there's so much to to discuss here. Uh, As far as as the game itself here. Do you feel – how do you feel about Jonathan Gannon relative to the defensive performance in this game? How much do you – to place blame on him. Oh, well, he's the defensive coordinator. So if he gets if he gets credit when they play well, he gets blamed when they play poorly. That's that's the gig. And Jonathan Gannon did not coach a good enough game tonight. Uh I it I it's not I wouldn't overreact to it because look, I have these numbers in front of me here um by chance from the story that I was writing. Patrick Mahomes when he faced, you know, San Francisco, which is which is the best uh, defense in the NFL. Um, let me pull that up here, actually. He he went 25 of 35 for 423 yards, three touchdowns, right? Uh, when he faced Buffalo, which is a good defense, 25 of 47, 338 yards, two touchdowns. Only threw two picks in that game. Um, Cincinnati, you know, he's he's played well. Good. So, so point is that, Patrick Mahomes does this to teams, right? Patrick Mahomes, there's a reason why he's the MVP. There's a reason why we talk about him as the best player in the NFL. But Jonathan Gannon's defense needed to do more. And I don't subscribe to this 
Sirianni talking point that they basically gave up 24 points um, because I, I'm kind of in between you and Sirianni. It was a long punt return, but you can't discount the opportunity cost of what would have occurred had that punt return not happened, right? Uh, and so it's and then if Kansas City gets possession instead of Jalen Hurts fumbling, you don't know what would have occurred, right? So I I don't say 20, you know, they only allowed 24 points. But I thought that the second half, Kansas City made adjustments. And there were things that they were doing in particular in motion in the red zone. That's great. Two touchdowns, guys, just that, wide open. Yeah. Yeah. And I was talking to guys in the in the locker room. They said they they find they found plays to scheme against them. And when you're in the red zone, right, Captain Obvious here, horizontal matters more than vertical. The field shrinks, right? The field shrinks vertically. It's the same size horizontally. Uh the the coaches the, the geometry the, over here. Yeah, yeah, Captain Obvious. The the best coaches in the NFL know how to go sideline to sideline in the red zone. And I know sometimes it doesn't work. You think about before the half against Cincinnati last year when, you know, the pitch to Tyreek Hill on the outside, right? But overall, that, you know, they, they the, the Tony touchdown in front of us where uh, there was – you know, they bring him in motion and they bring him back out and Darius Slay continues running and Tony's just wide open. The Sky Moore touchdown along the left side. You know, these are things that Kansas City saw and they took advantage of. So no, not the best, not the best performance from from Jonathan Gannon's group tonight. But they're in the Super Bowl in part in large part because of Jonathan Gannon's group, or in part because of Jonathan Gannon's group. So I mean, you 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 can't separate how they got here from the way they played, and uh, you if you know when 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 you give up touchdowns on every drive in the or score four points on every drive in the second half of the game, that's problematic. And I I know what Peyton Manning said um, on the Monday Night Cast about like halftime adjustments being overrated. Andy Reid said it tonight. Players, they very clearly made adjustments in the second half of this game based on what they saw the Eagles doing. Uh, I think they ran the ball more, and and they were getting into more third and manageable situations, and the Eagles weren't able to get It wasn't ball. about third and manageable. They were getting first downs before third down. Now, I think they only That's had true. four third downs in the second half. Mm -hmm. They were just moving the ball. Yeah. Good point. Um. Speaking of uh, geometry and um, middle school subjects, uh, since we were in State Farm Stadium today, last time we were there, as you mentioned, as we walked out, was uh, Dicker the Kicker. I'm wondering if you've had a chance to catch up with Mr. Gonzalez. Uh, I, I I have not, um, but it is interesting thinking about that game. <laughs> uh, right. Thanks for selling that. No, so I'm, I'm curious Look, you can go micro in this case, or you can go big picture. He's in New York, isn't he? <laughs> he is. Mike micro is in New York. Okay. Does this does does this? We talk about how opportunity is not a lengthy visitor. You don't know if you'll get back, right? They also were one of the last two teams standing, and by I think most, I think this was this is a successful season by almost any measure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How bad. how do you think this season is? viewed in retrospect 
I think it's thought of as uh, the ultimate disappointment from the best, from the maybe the most talented team in franchise history. Really, you so you think this is ultimately looked at as 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 a disappointment? Yeah, I mean, I think like relative to the preseason expectations, yeah. obviously they exceeded any reasonable expectations. But once you get to a ten point lead in the second half yeah. of the Super Bowl yeah. and you lose, that's a once. disappointment. So, so right there is is I, I guess the the nut of my question because I I, yeah. I thought the, <laughs> the crux of my question whatever phrase Corny you want to use, stop it, please. Um, that is an expression, correct? Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like what's in the question. Um, so I thought if they lost to San Francisco last week at home in the NFC Championship game. Then you look back and you say, what a missed opportunity. Yeah, I think before the playoffs, yeah. we said anything less than making yeah. the Super Bowl would be a yeah. disappointment. Yeah. yeah. But I think you get to the Super Bowl and you play against Patrick Mahomes. And look, it was the obvious statement all week long that, that we were joking about. The Eagles are the better team, but Patrick Mahomes is that good. Well, I I would still say that. I think the Eagles are the better team, but Patrick Mahomes is that good. And he is. Uh, he, in the second half, just the the way he controls the game, some of the throws he makes, some of the decisions that he makes, yeah, I, I, I don't think there's any injustice in losing the Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. I do think that you look back as a big missed opportunity because when you have a double-digit lead, you need to preserve it. But I, yeah, I still it's all think, about the context of it. Yeah, but I, I still think this season's looked back on, and you say, man, they they – it's probably it's probably looked back on. Look, I'm sorry. It's it's late for us too. Uh, we've been rolling. We've been going it's today. Only two fifty five. This is look. I I think it's very comparable. Very comparable to Cincinnati last year. Now Cincinnati wasn't the number one seed, so they weren't considered like the favorites going into it. But Cincinnati last year, you saw this quarterback develop in, into you know a, a, a superstar. Um, you. You play, you have a chance to win the Super Bowl late in the game, and you have all these young players. And you say, you know what, you got there, you had a shot, and you're going to be back. Now, you don't know if you're going to be back, there's no promise there, but I, I, I think that there's a lot of reasons to look back at the season as excitement as opposed to disappointment. Yeah, I mean, the most important thing that happened this season was you, like, Jalen Hurts became a franchise quarterback. And that is not going to change. I mean, no, I the think... The most important thing that happened this season is that, is that they punted the ball in fourth quarter. No, I'm, I'm messing with you. I mean, in the end, <laughs> that is. Yeah, yeah On, they, a, they on a micro gone. level, it is. Um, but yeah, they that's... This, yeah. the, the way that the season will be remembered is probably going to be colored by, you know, the Jalen Hurts' future, but... Um, it's not, I don't, well, think I don't even think there's a question though. I, I just think it's a matter of when he signs, how much he signs for and how long he signs. Well, I didn't say the contract. I'm just talking about how, like his future as a player. Oh, okay. All right. I interpret it as the contract. You're just, you're just itching to fight. Trust me. I'm not itching to fight at all. I think it's different than the Bengals because of how much change is coming. I mean, the okay. roster is going to be completely different. Um, the coaching staff is going to be much different. The Bengals didn't lose any coaches. Mm -hmm. um, and most of their roster stayed the same. 
um, and they had an extra year on the Joe Burrow um, rookie contract clock. Yeah. Um, I, the, I mean, the, the Eagles roster is going to be so different next year. They might have, you know, it, Kelsey could be gone. If he's not gone, then say Amala will be gone and, and Jurgens will be in the lineup, presumably. Uh, most of the offense otherwise will will pretty much stay the same, but the defense is going to be completely different. Um, and, you know, defense doesn't matter, so maybe, maybe, maybe it won't matter in the end, but I guess we'll see. All right, Zach, let's take a little break. We'll come back. We'll talk to Marissa about what happened with Swooper, and uh, we'll find out what you thought of Rihanna. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All right, back on Birds with Friends. Hello, Marissa. How are you? Good morning, everyone. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Wonderful. I mean, I, I was expecting to be doing this podcast until like five in the morning, so I'm feeling great. Um, I'm doing well. It's 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 been uh, it's been a long week, but proud of our work this week, and um, I'm excited to cover what's ahead this off season. I was saying uh, before we started, you guys deserve such a big shout out and not to you. be gazing you up this late, but you know it wasn't just this week's coverage. This all started in you know training camp and you guys have done such a good job sacrifice time with your family and uh i think the listeners appreciate that and it's been awesome to see and i feel for the listeners i'm like so sad this wasn't a victory pod but you know like you said jalen hurts is the future of this team and good things to come hopefully mm -hmm. so well thank, thank you, you for that sentiment you know, I, I i i also oh we don't need to make this the gas up party <laughs> i'm not guessing anything uh, well, I will say Marissa's a huge, uh, an no, integral part of everything me. I want. 100%. But then, but then number two, uh, and the data shows this: that the off season, it, the off season coverage, the off season writing, the off season pods, are oftentimes more popular than the, than the in season work. So, in essence, our work is just beginning right now, right? And the Eagles, as Bo alluded to, this is not one of those static off seasons, right? This is not one of those where they pick up and they say, all right, we'll see you at training camp. This is one of those where every week, every day in March and April, there's going to be something going on and uh, looking forward to covering that. Sounds exhausting. We'll, we'll be in, in Indianapolis in two weeks. Two weeks. For the yep. combine. We get there two weeks from something. At least Marissa gets to go this time. Yes, I will be there for that. So at least we'll all be together. But two weeks, you guys deserve a little uh, breather in that two weeks. But. Yeah, it's crazy. It doesn't stop. So the coverage will only realistic. continue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the numbers were awesome this week, the pod numbers. So big shout out to all the sickos and everybody all year long for for being part of this awesome community. So, um, Some people were asking about Jason Kelsey uh, after the game. I wanted to, to read the quote from what he said about um, potential retirement. Hold on. Let me pull it up here. He said, uh, you try and weigh whether you think, one, you can still do it at a high level, two, whether you want to do it. I think that's the big thing. It's a grind. And I know that I can still probably come back and perform at a high level, a good level, 
at the end of a season is not the time to make a decision for me at least about next year because right now i am fully exhausted mentally physically emotionally and it's getting harder every year i'm nowhere near the player i used to be and jalen hurts makes all of us look a lot better and makes my job a lot easier wow it's only going to go the other way and whether you can be accountable to your teammates and perform at that level and mentally have the energy to be the difference maker that I feel I am in that regard. You just got to, all that stuff will factor in. So, very interesting. We'll see. He takes he takes his time. Although, he doesn't have like that much time this time around because there's like a, a, a bonus scheduled on his contract like the day the league year starts, which mm-hmm. is like, going to be too pricey so if he is coming back the Eagles need to know and they need to restructure his deal he basically has until the beginning of March right because the Eagles need to make their plans as well and that's for any budgeting they have that's 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 a huge huge thing you're budgeting for so yeah he's expensive but he's good but it was interesting He, he then talked about how like he really isn't the same player and how much Jalen Hurts helps him and helps everybody on the offense because the defenses on third down have to rush differently that, you know, against Lane Johnson, they have to rush with integrity and not worry and, and, and worry about Jalen Hurts breaking contain. Um, you know, they like the, 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 the way they use boxes allow, uh, allows Kelsey to get to the second level, which is what he still is good at. So um, it was interesting to, to hear him say that. All right. The real reason that everybody's tuning in, I think we all know. Super sorecast. The Super Bowl edition. Things entered with Zach having 11 points, Marissa with six, me with eight. That means, and there were eight points at stake. What was it? Oh, fuck. Five points at stake. Oh, okay. Oh, that's okay. Oh, because oh, there was the last one was a, was a carryover. Okay. <laughs> that's right. I thought, I thought he said something else too. Five points. I was, I was like, you're taking advantage of the 308, of the 303 start time here. Yeah. What? He said five. Yeah, yeah, we thought you said the F word. Yeah. Uh Oh. Uh, Zach, the Eagles force a fourth quarter turnover. You know, maybe if if they hadn't given up a 65 yard punt return, you would have got that. I know that's what you, that's maybe that's why you're so angry at that play. One more plays, more opportunities to do so. Okay. The Eagles score in the final minute of the first half. Boom. Bingo, bango, bongo. One for you. The Eagles win the turnover battle. Did not happen. And you had a halfie with Marissa on the Eagles win the game. So one point for you. Marissa, each team will run at least one play on which the ball is on one of the three football logos on the field. I was looking for this. I don't think it happened. I don't even think it happened once. Yeah, I don't think it did either. I mean, I wasn't paying like super, super close attention to that, but I, I wasn't was charting it, it. But yeah, yeah, but I, I didn't see it either. Unfortunately, okay. the MVP is a non-quarterback. Zach, what was the MVP voting process like? Uh, very smooth, honestly. You send an email to two people in the NFL once the it's game just ends. an email. That's interesting. I thought it would be like some kind of. I think that's what, fill it, it used to be like that. Now, now you you send it once the game ends, and yeah, I took the job seriously and uh, picked who I thought was the most worthy person for it. Okay, the MVP is a father. 
Marissa gets a point. Patty Mahomes. How much did Marissa spend on that one? Six. Money well spent. I, Good job. Although I was really, you know, in that first half, hoping that my Jalen Hurts, one, you know, the one person I didn't really cover there was Jalen Hurts. Yeah, yeah. And I thought that was going to hit. And I was like, you know what? It's it's for the sickos. It's okay. I'll That's right. Well, you would have got maybe you would have got the Eagles win the game. So in yeah. the end, you might have got yeah. it might have been worth it. Uh, you have uh, the Dennis. Uh, there is a sort of fight which needs to be broken up by an official on another player uh, or another player on special teams. No special teams fight. Nope. And the Eagles defense allows a tight end to have at least nine catches or at least 116 yards. And I thought that Kelsey was tracking towards this. He was. But he ended up with six catches for 81 yards. Yep. So you don't get it. So one hit for you. On to Bo. Mike McCarthy is no longer the Cowboys head coach. I was a leftover. Didn't happen. A player on either roster will be caught watching Rihanna during halftime. Now, I noticed, I mean, right when the lights came up from Rihanna, Jake Elliott and Aaron Sipos were out there. Working. They weren't. They weren't watching. I mean, if they were already out there, though, they must. I mean, it's not like they were were looking at the ground. I I think this was based on Evan McPherson last year, literally sitting, watching. Yeah, but we said that if we saw it, that they were out there. I'm Why not don't you go that. to the other ones, Bo, yeah. and then we'll decide if we need to come yeah. back to this one. Yeah. Exactly. One of the following three things will happen. A mirror play, a coward's draw, or a knocked over pylon. I did not see a knocked over pylon. There were some plays towards the corners of the end zone, but did not see that. There were no coward's draws. But in the third quarter, or maybe the fourth quarter, Somewhere in the second half, Jalen Hurts from the Eagles, from the Chiefs 46, completed an eight-yard pass, a quick pass to Quez Watkins from the 46 to the 46. A mirror play, exactly one mirror play. That's a hit for you, boy. One for Bo. The special teams fight will somehow involve Josh Job. Didn't happen. The Eagles have more punt and kick return yards than the Chiefs. That would have happened until the Kadarius Tony 65 yarder. See, Zach, I'm the one who should be upset about the long kickoff return, the long punt return. I'm the one who was actually who had actually affected the game. It had no effect on me. I'm the one who lost there. <laughs> Didn't happen. The Eagles win the explosive play battle. I think this actually might have happened. Um. I'd have to look. I will up. have to check it because it's the by the Sirianni uh, formula, which is 16 yard pass, 12 yard run. No, uh, 10 yard run for Sirianni. 10 yard run. I think this might have happened, but it's moot because I also hit Bo correctly predicts at least one of Zach's submissions from Friday's episode. Two for Bo, five points for Bo, 13 points on the season. At oh least gosh. somebody won tonight. <laughs> Congratulations. So mid-game, when I'm like tracking what's going on in the swooper, Michael says, well, you know, I think Bo deserves to win because he was like crushing it in the regular season. And I looked at (laughs) him with this look of disgust (laughs) on my face. Like, are you serious? Like, you're not Michael's even Michael's absolutely for me? right. We're the, we needed the meritocracy to, to win out. He's like, yeah, but the playoffs, you had all these extra points and all this stuff. And Bo crushed That's, the regular He's season. exactly right. And I'm like, oh, my God, get out of here. So 
Yep. Congrats. And I did it with a turkey deficit in, in the Super Bowl. What a performance. <laughs> I'm the Patrick Mahomes here. I learned from Bill Belichick when you win, say little, when you lose, say less. Right. So I'll say less. Well, it's, uh, that's actually interesting you bring that up, Zach, because I was, I was, um, I thought it was notable in the post game locker room when James Bradbury is standing there, you know, for 15 minutes talking about his penalty and not saying it was a bad call, you know, saying yeah. it was the, it was the right call when uh, I, all of these, he didn't say it was the right call. He, okay. well, he said he committed a penalty. Yes. Yeah. He didn't say like good call official. He said like, sometimes you get away with it. Sometimes you don't. Okay. He said he, yeah, he, he, he was hoping that they he would wasn't let him. blaming the refs. No, he, he he said he was hoping they would let him ride. Right. And it didn't happen. Okay. Then I'll continue with the point if that's okay. okay. Uh when TJ Edwards and Jordan Mylotta and Jason Kelsey, they're all asked about the field. And Mylotta says that yeah, it was like a it was like a slip and slide to some degree, but both sides, both teams were playing on it. It had no effect in the game. All, like the the accountability of it, the uh like the the being a good loser about it, uh, I think it was at least notable that it stood in uh, extremely stark contrast to the way that the San Francisco 49ers handled uh, losing in the NFC Championship game and whining about it for two weeks in a game when they were they had no chance of winning anyway. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I think I think uh, what's the expression? You know, losing doesn't build character; it reveals it, right? Mm. And. Uh, I, I I feel very strongly in that. Yeah. It's like Zach. Zach is like he's so close to the end of falling asleep <laughs> that the only thing left in his brain is <laughs> is sayings. <laughs> I have I I am tired. I I had a hard time sleeping last night. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, how do you feel about the Chiefs uh, chant, the racist one, like the Florida State one? Yeah, and the Braves. I think that's the problem is that, and we were talking about this at the Birds with Friends meetup. And by the way, thank you yeah. to the true sickos who showed up at the Birds with Friends meetup on Saturday. We had a wonderful time as Marissa shows the uh, the, the snapshot um, on, on the YouTube. We got there and unbeknownst to us, they had a beer on tap called the Superb Owl. Wow. Uh, well, I mean, what kismet. It was surprising that that didn't lead to an Eagles victory. Probably balanced out by the fact that Rondé Barber was in the stands. But um, what was my point? Yeah, so what do you think of that chant? Oh, the point was made by by one of the sickos that there's probably some protection in the fact that there are multiple, like because there's three groups who do it, the Chiefs, the Braves, and, the, and Florida State, that it's not solely directed at them. What do I think about it? I think it's racist and they should not be allowed to do it. Yeah, probably like when like an Italian or a French person when they hear you do the accent, right? It's, no. It's the same principle. No, it's not. <laughs> okay. It's not the same. <laughs> and why isn't it not the same? It's not the same. It's not the same in any way. And why? I'm, I'm asking, why is it not the same? Isn't it? Well, it's like they, it's like they say, uh, keep the main thing the main thing. The light is always, always on. The lamp is never full. He's just using sayings. Okay. 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 <laughs> okay. 
I guess we've got a long time to talk about um, the roster changes that are coming. Yeah, but have to go over that but, now. But there's there is one thing. I'm I am tired, but there is one thing we really should discuss here. Okay, um, this morning, Adam Schefter from ESPN and I think the NFL Network yeah, guys as well report that Shane Steichen is uh, is going to get hired by the Colts. Okay, uh, it was announced earlier in the week that the Arizona Cardinals had paused their search until after the Super Bowl. And there had been rumors here that Jonathan Gannon could be a candidate. And then the report comes out that the Cardinals are going to interview Gannon tomorrow or request interview him tomorrow. Uh, there's a very real possibility that the Eagles could have two new coordinators next season. We're operating under the presumption that Brian Johnson is the favorite to be the offensive coordinator here. I think it's a, probably a fair statement to say that if Brian Johnson's not the offensive coordinator here, he's the offensive coordinator somewhere else. There are a lot of te- there are teams that are interested in Brian Johnson. Um, I, I know Kevin Petullo is also very highly regarded, but I think Brian Johnson would be the the you know the offensive coordinator. And you would have we, to think just from a Jalen Hurts, yeah, surround him with what he wants perspective that it would be Brian Johnson. Not yeah. Aside from the fact that he yeah. seems like the most qualified yeah, candidate to begin exactly. With. And also, if if you want to keep the best coaches, right? If someone else wants to hire him. You got to keep them. Um, yeah. Uh, I, and yeah, I think that would be a, a pretty big yeah. surprise. And then I'm. I also think Denard Wilson would be the the most likely candidate I for agree. defensive coordinator. Uh, so that's. But when I had a good talk with Denard Wilson during during the uh, availability nice. this week. Nice. I like I, Denard I, Wilson. Yeah, definitely like Denard. Um, but whenever Denard I spoke dog. to Jeffrey Lurie uh, in these past two weeks. He made a point of emphasizing that it's not just the head coach, it's the coaching staff, right? That they have a really good coaching staff here. And I think we've seen this is a good coaching staff. And so uh with but with Andy Reid, with Doug Peterson, the brain drain, for lack of a, of a better term, mm. was something that they fought. And, brain. and uh look, Frank Reich was a big loss for Doug Peterson. Okay. Uh I mean Jim Johnson. And, you know, there's a handful of other coaches who, let, you know, that initial staff with position coaches, whether it's Leslie Frazier or Ron Rivera, you, you, you go on down the list. Um, this is this is definitely something to monitor and not just who takes over the coordinator spots, but who takes over the quarterback coach spot and who takes over the defensive backs coach spot. I imagine that you'd probably see this funnel that he's created. So DK McDonald, I imagine, would take on a bigger role with defensive backs, Alex Tanny would take on a bigger role with quarterbacks. That would be my presumption. Um, but it is, it's definitely something to monitor here because they're going to have some staff openings and you're curious, uh, Shane and or Jonathan, you know, if, if, and we don't know if, 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 if Jonathan gets that job in, in Arizona or even if he wants the job in Arizona. So maybe the defense stays or if, status or if Jeffrey Lurie makes some kind yeah. of, you know, he makes yeah. it worth his while to stay. A Josh McDaniels type situation, right? Um, so, but it, it, the 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 other thing to watch is, does Shane Steichen take coaches with him? And you, yeah. you hear all the time there's this understanding that you don't poach from the staff you were on. But we talked about this before with, the, with some of these contracts being up and when Nick Sirianni came to to Philly, Jason Michael came and Kevin Petullo came and Jonathan Gannon came. Uh, so I would I would definitely be be mindful to see what occurs there. 
But this is going to be a big this could be a big next few weeks in terms of coaching moves. And the Eagles are a little behind on the on, on that. But there the fact that there are still two openings to be filled in the NFL, um, there's there's gonna be a lot of movement. So uh Shane Steichen, it certainly seems like he's 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 going to Indianapolis and uh that's that that's that's yeah, like we heard so much about, you know, second year with a play caller for the first time yep. since high school. And there, you know, there goes year three. Um, it'll be it'll be a new offensive coordinator, right? So even if he's got familiarity yep. with Brian Johnson. Yep. So all right, Zach. Well, what a ride it was. What a ride it was, that's for sure. Do you are there any uh sayings you'd like to leave leave us with? Well, I mean, there's generic ones, like like the the best is yet to come. But no, I I I would say like the yeah, no, I, no, I, I really think the next one, right? Like that's that's what you're focused on when you say when 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 Tom Brady was asked what his favorite Super Bowl was, and he said the next one, right? Um, and we're only as good as our last podcast. This podcast probably could have been better, right? I, I, I don't know how. I was, um, and, uh, you know, you're only as good as your next story. So, but, no, I, I, I say this. Zach, you had, you had an unbelievable playoff run. I don't want to make this the Mutual Appreciation Society. This is just about you. You had an unbelievable playoff run. Your your Super Bowl week was was prolific. You killed it. You should be very proud. It's and, nice you to say. And I love you. Thank you. It's not my coverage. It's our coverage. And our our coverage needs to be really strong here for these next few months because this is uh, such a big. Well, because we have very aggressive sub goals. <laughs> that as well. If you are inter, if if you don't yet subscribe to the Athletic, or if you want to get a subscription for a friend. Click on. Yeah, an article I'm, I'm, I'm publishing nudes. That's really my only shot. <laughs> not of myself. I mean, that's not going to get. That's even weirder, bro. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I, I think that's a good time to sign off. That's the only way I'm going to hit my goal. <laughs> no presumptuous of you. I think people are subscribing to that. I said not of myself. <laughs> All right. Uh, that'll do it. I guess for the uh, the post superb owl birds with friends, uh, we'll probably be back like tomorrow. Um, who knows? <laughs> the Eagles are going to have locker room cleanout on Tuesday, Tuesday. so back actually, Tuesday. literally, we will probably be back tomorrow. Yeah. Um, uh, and then we're probably going to hear from Sirianni and Howie Roseman on Wednesday or Thursday. So maybe we'll be back also Wednesday. <laughs> Or maybe we'll just wait until after Wednesday, give ourselves a little bit of a break. Uh, Marissa, if you want to write the power rankings, let me know. Um, You really can't be doing that, right? Oh, yeah. There's the power rankings on Wednesday. So let's see how that goes. That's why he was studying with the national writers. Mm -hmm. Big flex. I was like, Hey Zach, did you see that pass? Yeah. Like, no, no, you know he's he like, was sorry, I can't hear you, plebe. No, you, no, up you, on you, Mount you know High. Like, no, he turns, he he turns the Mike Sando on one side and like Bill Roden on the other side. Do Orlando Ledbetter was on yeah. my on my right. And he's like, can you imagine those 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 local guys only got to follow one team? Goodness, 
I'm, I'm, I'm here ranking 32 teams. Yes. Yeah. Could you imagine what their subscriptions are when, when, yeah. So Please. that it, you're voting for MVP. He's, 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 he's literally higher up than us. Yeah. So. Well, I'm sure the, the listeners will be excited to read everything you both have this week. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, no, it's gonna be fun off season. So, uh, in the spirit of Howie Roseman, when the plane landed in Tampa last year, and Howie, you're gonna I, drive I, recklessly home with with barely. Howie, Howie didn't wait to defrost it. Stuck his he, he stuck his head out the window and was just just kind of driving that way. He couldn't wait for the off season to begin. Uh, my plane lands in Philly tomorrow through Indianapolis, and. Uh, and on the flight tomorrow, I will be doing off-season planning. So uh, there's 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 going to be a, a lot of good stuff to come, and you can read it all on The Athletic and hear it all on Birds with Friends. And in the spirit of Nick Sirianni, after they landed back from Tampa Bay, I'm going to sit here <laughs> on this podcast for an hour just waiting for somebody to come pick up Zach McPherson. <laughs> so uh, yeah. stick around, everybody. You think I'm kidding? I hope not. Aren't you? You t- guys can go. I'm just going to sit here. Doesn't your flight leave in like two hours? <laughs> my flight leaves at uh, my flight leaves in five and a half hours. Oh, okay. oh wow! Yeah, so go. Do to I airport. go to sleep? Do I try no. to get two hours of sleep? It might be worth it. A little cat nap. Just yeah. set lots of alar- alarms. Yeah. Because I, you did make a bet about who would miss the. Yeah, the, that's true. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna have to. We're gonna, we are gonna have to revisit the um, the quackatology to see because I don't think I made a. I don't think I made a new media enemy this week. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. we didn't talk about that all week. I think the seating chart was this was this media enemy. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it, it did work out fine. Yeah. It was nice to sit with a sando. Hob, yeah, yeah, hobnob Hob with Mike, Mike Sando. Yeah, please. I got radio in two and a half hours, so let's wrap this up. <laughs> so you are you are staying up till three thirty to work, and instead of waking up for your flight, you're going to wake up for your radio hit. I hope they pay you well, man. <laughs> when you make, I know they do. I mean, <laughs> big yeah, bucks over it. here. When you make a commitment, yeah, your word is oak. So your word is oak. One last one. That's thank you. Okay. All right. Well, uh, that'll do it for the 2022 Eagles season. Nothing to say about 2023. For uh, Jalen and Nick and Britton and Marissa and Zach, I'm Bo. We thank you to all the sickos. We thank you uh, to everybody. We're sorry that uh, things didn't end in a, in a more celebratory fashion, but keep the main thing the main thing. My word is oak. And uh, you can stand under my umbrella. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you later this week. And as always, we love Hey! 
Hey, football fans, this is Diana Rossini from The Athletic. Get the top stories in pro football snapped directly to your inbox with our latest NFL newsletter, Scoop City. Jacob Robinson and I will bring you the daily scoop of top NFL articles, posts, and podcasts every Monday to Friday. Sign up for free now at theathletic.com backslash scoop.